Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York, this is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. Elato Negro is the avant-pop project of Roberto Carlos Lang, born in Florida to Ecuadorian parents, but for many years based in Brooklyn. He was a fixture on the New York music scene and in our studios here in Lower Manhattan since 2009. But... In recent years, he's moved around a bit and is now based in Asheville, North Carolina, which is where he made the new album called Phaser. And while it definitely has the dreamy, warm sound of an Alado Negro album, it also feels different. The grooves are more prominent and there are some interesting sonic textures we haven't heard before. Alado Negro is back today to play some of the new album live in our studio. This song is called... Echo tricks me. Thank you. 
They know your love betrays you Teach ourselves to abide Grace and mercy will disarm Tricks Me is the name of the song from Elado Negro from the new record called Phaser. And as ever, Elado Negro, the work of Roberto Lang singing and playing a surprisingly small keyboard given the <laughs> amount of noise coming out of it. <laughs> Good to have you back. Thanks for having me back. It's awesome to be here. Yeah. Uh, Jason Nazari is behind our drum kit as he was last time you were here. Yeah. Uh, and Andy Stack playing on that piece, the bass, and now switching to guitar. And we've met Andy as the drumming half of Y Oak, but yeah. he gets to come out from behind the kit yeah. in your band. Uh, Opal Hoyt will be joining us at our piano uh, in, in a little bit. So um, it is a tricky song. There's, it's got a, like, a kind of tricky you know, uh, counterpoint of rhythm going on and all of these odd sounds, which, you know, seems to be one of the the big textures on, on phasers, like these strange, almost unidentifiable electronic sounds. Definitely. So how did that happen? It. Why it, did that happen? Why did that? Yeah. It might be a more interesting <laughs> question. question. Yeah. I've always been very much into sounds and textures and using whatever machines whether it's synthesizers or samplers um but this for this there was a distinct moment where i was using some recordings that i made in 2019 i went to go visit a um a synthesizer that's in the souza archives in champaign illinois the archivist um scott shorts who works there gave me an opportunity to work with it so to record it and it's called the salmar and it was invented by a composer educator um, Salvatore Martirano. Salvatore Mar- Martirano. You maybe know him. I'm not sure if you know his work. Uh, he, I know some. He, do you know his work? Do you I, know his music? I do know some of his like, compositional pieces, and then I, some some out stuff. But and it's, then oh, it's very out. There, and then his most famous piece is for a gas masked performer. <laughs> it's from the. It's, it's an anti-war piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was like big, so. I got into. The piece, the LSGA, which That's is... That's the one, yes. Yeah, where he used... Um, Lincoln's Gettysburg address. Exactly, yeah, yeah, and this anti-Vietnam War piece. Now, now, 
the 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 Salmar, the machine that he in, in, invented, essentially, this, which is a synthesizer, which is a supercomputer controlling, um, you know, digital processes controlling analog oscillators, which at the time is not very common. The process and the sounds themselves still feel, to me, um, unique and futuristic, even though there's like an abrasiveness and maybe there's a context where they're like, there's common people like, oh, well, that's been done. There's still like this, like a spirit of his artistry in it when you're working with it. Yeah. Or do we hear... Are, are those, I, I, for example, uh, at the beginning of I Just Want to Wake Up With You, uh, there's a kind of a strange... Yeah. I don't know what that is. I can't yeah, okay. <laughs> but for, for the song we just heard, Echo Tricks Me, we were doing some sample playback. And some of those like, so those like, those noisy sound bursts that you heard, mm-hmm. that is... That's the Salmar computer. In, in its rawest yeah. form, yeah. which is like rare on the on the record. It's the only, maybe that song and maybe a couple other. I've inserted them in a very raw way using them as, as like a kind of like a rhythmic transition yeah is lfo another one where you use some of those sounds yes yeah, th- that's buried in there but that i used it more of like what's fun is in the salmar there's like these oscillators that are clocked by a different um other oscillators it's kind of there's a lot of stuff but then there's a percussion <laughs> center for ah. section and so in the percussion section i was able to grab some rhythms that i'd made through that and they're just like kind of like embedded in there in like these really like textural ways rhythmically but they're not like the most like obvious thing that you're hearing You know, it's uh, LFO. I mean, for people who are interested in what you were thinking and, you know, the kind of inspirations you were drawing from, there are these musical breadcrumbs, a trail of them on the record, and LFO is a good example. Explain what LFO stands for. Yeah, LFO is, I, I'm, you know, it means something in, in the musical world and like synthesizer world. But for me, I, I made it mean um, Lupe finds Oliveros, which is talking about Pauline Oliveros and great composer who con- passed away the same year as David Bowie and Leonard Cohen. So that what was that 2016. Yeah, and um, and I had always known about her music in a peripheral sense. I wasn't like in you know in Pauline's world. Like mm. I was, I would listen to something. And I was like, cool. And then obviously started listening way more to like the deep listening band and right. all these other kind the of parallel things. meditations that she did. So it's about that connection that she had to deep listening, this philosophy of not just listening to music, you know, mm-hmm. listening to the world around you, to yourself, to connecting with these things that can mean more for you. And then I stumbled across this photo. It was a really cool photo um, when I was looking for an amp for a Fender Champ amp. And then I was like on some super nerdy forum. <laughs> and then everybody was like, oh, my God, the Lupe, you know, Fender Tweed amps or Champ Tweed amps from the 50s are the ones, you know, and like everyone's talking about the sound. And there's like a little like niche crew of collectors who've kind of like created a value for this market because of Lupe amps. Not just because I think there's an artifact of her name inside on a, inscribed on a um, 
piece of masking tape, but I think um, from what I understand, just the tone that she was able to create from manufacturing it, just design that it was already created, she was able to assemble it in her way mm. and people were like, yeah, the Lupe amps sound the best, you know? And her name was Lupe... Lupe Lopez. Lu- Lopez. And I don't know anything about her and, and I, some, you know, I saw this photo and it's a photo, it's a black and white photo that's taken out of some like Fender book and um, and it says Lupe Lopez building um, Fender, Fender Champ amp at the Fender, you know, factory mm-hmm. 1950, 1950s. And, and I just thought it was so fascinating, this woman in there, um, Mexican-American woman, I'm assuming, kind of listening to herself while she was like making this amp and making it unique and making it super, you know, the best to her ability. And then this kind of resonance through people hearing it and then appreciating the value of what she put into it and then connecting to this idea of like what Pauline was saying, like this idea of like deep listening, you know? Well, I am a big believer in uh, place and its effect on the creative process. And you have been in a couple of different places since I last saw you. You you spent the pandemic in Marfa, Texas, is that right? I, yeah, I vacationed in, for the pandemic in Marfa. No. And then got stuck there. We were stuck there. We were, vaca- we were working on a project at Ballroom Marfa, um, this, a piece called Kite Symphony with my wife, with Christy Sword. And then, um, and then, yeah, then we were stuck there because we couldn't travel. No right. one could travel. And then we just decided to stay extend it for another three months see it out and then we returned to brooklyn for about a year and a half and then um and then decided to move to Asheville, north carolina and so living and working in Asheville, do you feel like it had some kind of impact on what we now hear on phaser absolutely yeah there's there's like a there, the, Asheville has like a lot a great music scene so that was kind of easy for me to fall into but um that section of of the United States if you go on trails there if you go outdoors you see like there's like hundreds of waterfalls I'm like a spokesperson for for Asheville now but there's <laughs> there's all these hikes there's these beautiful I, I I had never had that experience where you go up a mountain and you're like oh wow I can see like this 360 view of like all this beautiful landscape and then you go up another one and you're like wow I can do this again in a different view and I had never had that experience on the east coast in my life anywhere I mean I didn't, I was never really like I'm mostly like a city kid right I kind of grew up in cities everywhere and so like being in the woods is like a whole other world for me like being in the mountains especially it's kind of like i've always been like kind of a beach city kid too so <laughs> so it's, it's beautiful to kind of have that experience and i think that definitely had an effect on me just kind of like having that like atmosphere yeah uh maybe we pick up on this thread after we hear another song and this one's called out there is that a reference to literally just being outside being out there yeah, and also kind of there's a world, you know, also I, I get excited about telling people about the world and there's things you can think about and learn about. And there's I could talk about so many things for a while, but <laughs> All right. there's more there's more to say about that. All right, my uh, my guests, Roberto Lang and the band Elado Negro. The new album is called Phaser. Let's hear a live performance of this song called Out There. Thank you. 
Out There is the name of the song. Elato Negro live in the studio. The new album's called Phaser and Elato Negro back in New York on April 24th playing at Webster Hall, part of the, the spring tour. Um, Roberto, one thing I've learned from past visits of yours is that the album titles often have a, a story behind them. I mean, Private Energy was your sort of most public-facing statement about social media and life in the U.S. in a very divided and troubled country. Um, Far In, a title that came from our, our friend Laraji, the, yeah. the ambient Sither player. What does phaser refer to? I think I originally learned about the word from there's these pedals called by a company called Mutron, Mutron Phaser, and I was a big Lee Scratch Perry. I am a big Lee Scratch Perry fan, and, and I'm very much the, into the like, great Jamaican producer. And, yeah, and I'm very much into dub and reggae and those techniques are like part of my process. And so, you know, I love there's some videos online where he's just kind of just freaking out, flipping out on the switches and the and the and the dials on it, and it's and it's called a phaser, and it's spelled very specifically with an O as opposed to an E, which mm-hmm. is E is referring to something specific like these guitar pedals. With the O, I, you know, I don't know why Mutron decided that at that moment because when I looked it up, the word, the definition is very hard to hold on to. This way to measure like two uh, um, oscillations or like sine, sine waves that are coming together, they, they like cross, they, they, they like, somehow like... So going in and out of phase with each they're other? They're going in and out of phase and, and it's yeah. the moment where they both overlap essentially uh-huh. coincide and it's like that unit of measurement when they use this and i was like okay i've really like butchered the the definition <laughs> but uh there's a there's a way to talk about it and, and i found a poem in it and I, I think that's what i try to do is like where's the poem yes because i think the yeah. poem is the art songs writing movies things that people say and um and in science there's poems and i think it was really beautiful i was looking at this idea of like phasers and phasing and like how we all measure experiences that we have all the time and the way we overlap. Like when was the last time you saw your mom? What was that experience like? You know, and, and it's this unit of measurement, like we're all waveforms kind of just hmm. overlapping all these different experiences. And that's kind of what I was thinking about. It was just like just these these moments in time that you're measuring all the time. Wow, that is poetic. Yeah. And here I was thinking, phasers on stun, you know, Star Trek. <laughs> it's like, it like, why didn't he make a black metal record with that title? <laughs> uh, speaking of songwriting, um, once again, we have songs in English and Spanish. When do you know what language a song wants to be in? I don't. I, I don't. I think it's just like... Oh, well, I guess I do, but I, I I don't necessarily premeditate it. I do in the sense that when I'm writing, I'm looking for melodic lines. If I'm thinking about a song, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna write a melodic line, and a lot of times I just use like phonetic expression, and and through that, it's just like, oh, this sounds like like an LFO. I'm like, ayer fui a tu casa, you know. I was like, oh, cool. Like when I was listening to the riff, I was like, I hear that line, and it's just mm. I don't know why, just that line came up with those words, and I was like. It, it tells tells me that it, this is going to be a song in English. But then, even with LFO, and it's a, it's in Spanglish. There's Spanglish, where, yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, at the end, when I'm kind of talking about these ideas, it's like Universo Instant Zen. You know, I was kind of talking about like 
this universe that we've all created where we're like we kind of like drive ourselves to these extremes and then all of a sudden we're like well i need some zen you know like some <laughs> instant zen and it's like as if it's like you know like a little packet of kool-aid you rip open and pour in a drink you know yeah it's it's you know just thinking about those things <laughs> Hard to say in Spanish. You're like, how do I say universo? You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. like come across the same way. Yeah. Uh, the song you're going to do next, Best for You and Me, uh, in which Opal will finally join us at the piano, um, th- there's a very kind of specific backstory to this song, isn't there? Yeah. I think the, ha- the thing that happens to everyone, I think, is like you get triggered by some kind of memory. I don't know, something that happened in your life. And I was words started coming to me when I was writing this song and I was like whoa I was like this is kind of crazy I realized what I'm singing about you know something that happened like a long time ago like my parents splitting up a long time ago but it's like it's funny how you know these things sometimes they repress the emotions that like all of a sudden just appear and I was like cool well this is cool that it, this is in the song maybe this is my way of working it out you know well and to, to again it's not just therapy it's also poetic I mean the image of standing under the moon and you know yeah. uh, and the flood of of memory coming in as you stand under the moon that's a that's a lovely image yeah and it was yeah and i remember it and like i think about it and i'm like oh yeah it was exactly next to this orange tree that i used to grow up climbing all the time and like the moon was just like blazing right through it you know yeah all right let's uh let's hear another live performance the new record by elado negro is called phaser this song is on it here's best for you and me Quiet light pushing too far, it's all gone. Mom's asleep, dad's not home, it's what's wrong. And I go outside looking at the And I go outside looking at the moon when too long What's best for you and me? What's best for you and me? It's all wrong What's best for you and me? What's best for you and me? It's all wrong
best for you and me, what's best for you and me, it's our own. For You and Me is the song from Elado Negro with uh, Andy and Opal providing some nice backing vocals, Roberto. Yeah. Um, there, there are kind of two main sort of ways of dividing singers. You have your crooners and your belters. <laughs> and you have always been in the sort of crooning yeah. category. I mean, there's a very relaxed texture to your voice most of the time. There's also a little video or film about the making of this record, which shows you at one point lying on the floor yeah. while singing. Now, do you actually do that? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know what the hard part about that is? Um, breath control? Um, breath control, but also like, you know, trying to find the, the best way to kind of just feel relaxed when you're writing. And then the greatest thing is like, you're like, that's it. That's the melody. I got it. I got the performance. And then like when you're in like mixed world and you're like, oh my God, it sounds horrible. Like the recording, <laughs> like the performance sounds great, but the recording sounds terrible. And I think that's kind of like the, the great tragedy of most like people who are like singing or writing when you're like your favorite version of like that recording is like your iPhone recording of your voice. And you're like, I got it there, but I can't, I have, yeah. I can't do that again. And so I think... I try to, you know, I really try to always make sure I'm recording as best as I can. And, you know, on the floor is cool. <laughs> well, you know, you have always had a very strong visual sense. Uh, past appearance, you brought your tinsel dancers yeah. into the studio. I know, that was my first time here. And I was here with Senia Ruinos, my friend. She sang with me that, that, that time. We Who were later came back, you know, with her own music. Yeah. yeah. Um, with Phaser, with the the creation of this this little film, is that is that basically your doing? No, no. the The film was um, directed and created by um, Spencer Kelly. It was kind of like one of these things we were talking one day, and I was like, "Oh, it'd be fun to kind of like create this surreal, like visual poem that's not necessarily like this documentary where it's like here here I am like plugging in a right, microphone." Right. Not all of us are as articulate about music as you are. So I feel like <laughs> you speak so well about music and it's it's such a gift. And so I think, you know, I was trying to think of another way to express that in, in a visual way. So it's not this like technical documentary. In a way to like I was calling it like visual poems, you know? Yeah. I think I think they really are. It's like sometimes you can't really talk about everything about a song and and I think he really did an amazing job of like creating these scenarios and capturing, you know, it was really his like, he was like, all right, we're going to go do this thing. And there's a lot of moments in this, in this film. You should check it out. I'm like freezing most of the time because <laughs> it's like cold and we shot it in like freezing water or like, it's just, it's, it's fun though. It was really fun to make and participate and, and have him like steer that whole vision and journey. All right. Well, that's, it's like eight minutes long, so it's not a huge outlay of your time. All right, April 24th, you're back on your own stopping grounds here in New York at Webster Hall and 
The album is called Phaser. It is the latest from Elado Negro. Roberto, to you and the band, great to see you all again. Thank you so much for playing for us. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thank you so much for the support. And thank you for bringing Jorge, Jorge Denning, who's been uh, helping out in the control room with our technical director, Irene Trudell, and our producer, Karen Havlick, shooting videos of these live performances here, which you can find on the New Sounds YouTube channel. I'm John Schaefer. You can keep up with everything on New Sounds by... Subscribing to our free weekly newsletter, text New Sounds to 70101 or sign up on the website at newsounds.org. Tango-lo-tanks.